We are back on the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, and it's great to have her back on the show for the first time since 2016. She is the new host of The Weakest Link, which returns to NBC Tuesdays at 8, 7 central. And we're going to chat with Jane Lynch. And Jane, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be talking to someone from my hometown. Now, did I say something to insult you or offend you back in 2016 that's kept you away for so long? Can, can we can we reconnect? <laughs> I'd be happy to talk to you anytime. Nothing. You said nothing. <laughs> you just made me want to talk to you all the time. <laughs> now, The Weakest Link, that was such a huge show when it came on uh, originally. What What is new and exciting about uh, this relaunch that you're hosting? Well, what's exciting about it, I don't know if it's new, is that we're doing the exact same show because why mess with the perfection of the BBC quiz show format? And uh, so it's the same show, a uh, new set, uh, a, a different host, um, and but basically it's the same thing, uh, eight rounds, someone gets eliminated as the weakest link after every round. Uh, the teams work, the team works together to raise as much money as they can by banking money in each round. And then at the very end, the one person remaining, the strongest link, if you will, gets up to, they can win up to $1 million, and everybody else gets nothing. Bupkis. <laughs> it's a cruel game in that way. <laughs> now, obviously, you have a great improv background. You've played uh, a lot of quick-witted characters. How much does that prepare you to host a game show, and then how much of yourself can you bring into it? Well, that's the interesting thing, is that you you know, you you know use your, your sense and decide when you're just basically, uh, you know, steering the ship and when you can insert a little of your personality. And that happens usually in between rounds when I pick three, maybe two or three uh, of the contestants to um, insult them and tell them where they <laughs> fell down in the last round, um, ask them to explain themselves. So that's, that's where the, the improv comes in and where we have really fun conversations where I let them know how horribly they played and how they're uh, <laughs> disappointing to the game. And um, uh, so, but for the most part, though, I'm I am steering that ship and um, making it so that they, the contestants, can relax and focus on what is important, which is racking their brain, digging deep into the recesses of it to find the answers uh, to these trivia questions while the clock is ticking. Well, that's why I think this show, it's its certainly a unique role as a host, the, the the way you have to play it, because I think you need to be snarky, you need to be an authority figure, certainly, but mm-hmm. you also have to have that rapport with the contestants, with the audience, so it's almost like a mixture of snarkiness, authority, and uh, relatability. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope I got all three of those firing. I hope so. <laughs> and the great thing about this particular uh, reiteration is that we don't have a studio audience, and that's because of COVID. But I'll tell you what, yeah. I prefer it. I prefer it because then we can just focus on the game. We're not holding for applause. We're not holding for laughs. Um, we're, we don't have a third uh, entity as a part of the game. It's just me and eight contestants, and that is it, and that is dramatic enough. We don't need people hooting and hollering in the background. Are they are they piping in hooting and hollering like the NFL? Do they have that added in post? A little bit, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's You forget about it almost instantly, but I guess you, you got to do what you got to do, but I, I like it without it. Now that must be different then without an audience for the for the production schedule. Like we talked to uh, Wayne Brady a little bit ago and said they tape three episodes a day of Let's Make a Deal, but then they're recycling the audience in between each one. Would you normally just do one, or then are you doing more episodes because there's no audience to you know come in and out? 
I, I imagine we would we, we did three a day, uh, just like uh, uh, Wayne did. Uh, we did three a day, and we didn't have to recycle audiences. And I, if we did have to recycle the audiences, it would have taken much longer. But I think if you'll remember from the the uh, weakest link uh, that was on in the 2000s and um, uh, here in the states, we, there was an audience, but they were in the dark. They and you barely heard them, you barely noticed them. And I and I remember watching the show, going, "Why have them at all?" Yeah, I'm kind of against this whole hooting and hollering audience thing, getting people <laughs> wrapped up into a frenzy and frothing at the mouth. Um, and why don't we, you know, let's just settle down and play the game. Well, it's certainly fine, depending on uh, the game show. Obviously, Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal. You want that hooting and hollering, but you don't have that at uh, Jeopardy. You didn't have that at Millionaire. When there's actually, like, brains and smarts involved, I think you don't want that uh, exactly. that, that intense audience. I hear you. That's ex- I think that's exactly right. Now, I'm reading here that you are also, uh, in addition to host, you're an executive producer on uh, Weakest Link. What, what does that mean? What additional duties do you have to do when you're an executive producer? Well, I, I just get to have a say in everything, really. I get a vote, um, as important as any other executive producer's vote. And a lot of the stuff that I care about are aesthetics and, um, you know, kind of the way, the, the tone of the set. So that's kind of where I exert my influence. But for the most part, like, I, I get to uh, actually uh, uh, have a, a say on the edit. And uh, maybe, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't used my say, like, to change something, but if something came along where I didn't like, there are a couple of camera angles I'm not a fan of. So I get to say, yeah. you know, none of that. And, and then they might overrule me and that's allowed too, but it is nice to have a stake in it, to have your, um, you know, just get your hands dirty and more, more than just, and have more at stake and, and more invested than just, you know, showing up and being the host where, and i I always work that way anyway, whether I'm an executive producer or not, but I am an executive producer now. So I actually do get a say and I am, I'm asked for my opinion, which is wonderful. Does that mean you enable yourself to uh, give yourself more uh, more intensely critical notes? <laughs> no, yeah, that's funny because uh, no, everybody's kind of afraid to give me notes. <laughs> but I ask for them. Yeah, they, I think they think I'll be offended or something, but I'm, I'm not. And for then, the most part. You know, as an executive producer, you are, are you trying to establish a brand with that? You could have a whole Dick Wolf-like network lineup from executive producer Jane Lynch. Oh, I never think that far into the future, and that's probably why I'm not a successful business person. <laughs> I'm just kind of right here, right now. And uh, the weakest link it is Tuesdays at uh, eight seven Central. Your new host is Jane Lynch, and uh, Jane, appreciate you calling in. Let's uh, chat again before 2024. I would love that, Ryan. Thank you.